Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Pharrell on the bench. Uh, loser day today at the uh, Pharrell household. The Pharrell Palatial, we had uh, Chop's team got beat. Um, and uh, I think I think they lost by, uh, I, what does it matter? They lost. And all I know is, um, you know, Mafia knows the deal. Like, Chop's a great player. And I'm not even kidding you. She's a great player. I'm not even, there, there's no... There's no kid around the area where I live in the entire county that can stop her, that can, uh, frankly, play better than her and or shoot better than her uh, anywhere. And, and Mavia knows that's true. I mean, it's just documented. And, and he's seen it with his own eyes. And so she gets doubled and triple teamed when she plays in these games. She gets mauled is, is another word for it. And I'm trying to, like, you know, I don't get involved in, uh, in like, you know, being that D-head uh, father who, uh, you know, shows up at the game screaming and yelling at, at the refs and uh, trying to coach my kid from the stands. I'm not that guy. Mafia's gone to games with me and sat in the corner, and we kept our mouth shut the entire game multiple times. He's seen her play when she was even younger, and she had it then, too. And we just leave her alone and let her do her thing. But when she comes home, she's, like, talking about, you know, getting doubled and tripled all night, getting mauled, got her uh, punched in the eye, uh, got punched in the nose. And then she's got, like, right now, she's going through this, I think, growth spurt where she's got bad knees. And uh, hopefully it's nothing more than that. But she's having an MRI tomorrow, which is scary for her because she's never had one. And you know, she's had such bad knees this year and shin splints that it's just ruined her. And um, she's still going out and playing in these games every game. Like So she barely practices. She barely runs. She barely walks. She just stands on the court and shoots. And she's the best shooter you ever seen in your life for a girl. And I mean that for a girl. Uh, she is a dynamic player, but when she has no knee, no shin pain, she's unstoppable. But right now she's got these problems and she's going tomorrow for an MRI. So she's tripping and uh, she had 20 tonight getting doubled and tripled all over her face and came home with a shiner and like a broken nose. And she said that this team played dirty against them and that every time she touched the ball, she got mauled. And I'm like, that's what happens when you're the best player. That's every night. That's every night. Every night, you they know you're coming. The coach knows. The players know. In the huddle, there is only one objective here. Stop her. Stop her. She's the one we stop. We win. So they do whatever it takes. They'll kill her, let alone let her score. 
but she still had six threes in their face in doubles and triples. She dropped six threes and had 20 points, and they lost, but she scored again for like the third time in a row half of their points. The rest of the team can't even find a bucket if it was sitting right in front of their face, and that's just all there is to it, and I don't care what anybody thinks. And uh, you don't like me talking about it, then don't listen. Uh, bottom line is, that's what happens. She's the team. Everybody knows it. They all prepare to stop her, and they can't. But they attack her, hit her, punch her, tackle her, knock her, you name it. And she had uh, still had 20. And then the son, he lost tonight by 10 to their arch rival, and he had a crappy game, and he couldn't hit the broad side of a barn. I said, go to the gym and knock down shots tomorrow. If you can't hit a shot in a game and against your rival, and you're too and you're too cool to uh, you know admit that you can't knock down a shot, and you need to go to the gym and you need to knock down shots. You got to get the shots down, memory lane, uh, you know, tempo, uh, muscle memory, the the release, the jump, everything about it. You got to work on it more. If you can't knock down shots, you're just not working hard enough to knock down shots. So he lost to his rival by ten. He didn't. He was like over from the field and had a, a lousy game. And then, you know, he was mad about his performance, but I don't think he was mad about them losing, uh, to be honest with you. So it was loser night at the Pirella Palatial. Uh, nothing but losses all around. Then again, uh, a wise man once said, if Pharrell can go 7-1 and one in NBA bets, I can still sleep at night. Uh, and I'm riding the Kings right now, the crappy... Sacramento Kings, and I love Sacramento, by the way. I was on 1140 forever in uh, Sacktown. What up, Sacktown? It's your boy Pharrell. I got a... I've done remotes there and everything else. Uh, they're up one on the Lakers uh, early in the second. You know they'll lose this game. <laughs> this is a question of covering seven and a half. It's six and a half for everybody else, seven and a half for me. I got it at seven and a half when the day opened up. Later, we'll talk to Coach Young about tonight's games. Uh, league stuff, and tomorrow's games previewing Wednesday's action in the NBA. Uh, when we come back, I'll take a look uh, briefly at some of the big college games tonight in uh, around the country and some of the big matchups. I got all that going for you. It's Pharrell on a bench. You're listening to Sports Grid, the home of the winning edge, carrying on the fine tradition of sports gaming from all the way back to ancient Rome. But they never had a mobile app. So count your blessings, Sporto. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Pharrell. Uh, Pharrell on the bench. Uh, I just wanted to mention, uh, where's the money at? I'll tell you where it's at. PharrellOnTheBench.com. That's where the money players go because they know I'm going to make them money. Fat stacks. Mafia knows it's true. He'll back me up on this. Every pick, every play, every day. The best deal ever for people that like action. I give you every single pick every day, always. It's been going on for 15 years, and all we do is make people money. Remember, hide the money from your wife. 
Because she's going to go straight to Gucci or Fendi and spend all of it. Free people, something like that. She's going to do you. She's going to take your money and she's going to roll. She might even have a boyfriend on the side. Uh, go sign up. Be a member. Try it. You'll like it. Because if you would have been with me tonight, you would have hit this. LSU to win, laying the one. Boom, done deal. Wake winning, laying a one and a half. Boom, double deal. Uh, that's 4-0. Oh. A&M winning, they didn't cover. That's 5-1. and one. Uh, Duke's going to win, they're not going to cover. That's 6-2. and two. Auburn wins, they don't cover. 7-3. Uh, and three. I hit Baylor to win, Oklahoma to cover. 9-3. and three. Texas wins, doesn't cover. Uh, the K-State. Uh, you get the gist of it. NC State I had covering. Toledo both ways. Rutgers both ways. Minnesota failed both ways. Seton Hall won both ways. I hit Vandy plus seven against Arkansas. Kansas both ways. Lost Providence both ways. Colorado State to win. Air Force plus 20 in a hook. All of those bets hit tonight in college basketball. Going on right now because Tulsa's going to cover. They're down seven. They're getting 13 and a half with two minutes left. They may not cover. You never know. They're close. They're down seven. They're getting 13 and a half at Memphis. And uh, Duke's going to win, but they're up 12 right now, laying 17 and a half with a minute left. I don't see them covering, but I could be wrong. Duke's up 69-57 with a minute left. Memphis up 65-58 on Tulsa with a minute 55 left. LSU beat Kentucky, 65-60. Wake Forest, 76-54 blowout of Florida State. A&M struggled in Athens, but won 81-79. Virginia, by the way, I covered that spread as well, getting four. They covered. They beat Clemson on the road, 75-65. Big win there. Uh, Auburn blew out South Carolina, 81-66. I told you, Baylor's win was 10, 84-74 over Oklahoma at Waco. Texas uh, took on a shorthanded Kansas State team and whooped their ass, 70-57. I'm only giving you scores of uh, teams that I had action on. Toledo, land 12, 82-54 all over Central Michigan. They're 2-11. They suck. Rutgers beat Michigan in uh, the rack, 75-67. Illinois blew out Minnesota, 76-53. I'm completely surprised about that. Minnesota, a decent team. They got their ass beat at home tonight. Not a good sign. I was on Seton Hall laying three at Butler and Indy, 71-56. Seton Hall blew their ass out. And then I hit Vanderbilt. They won 75-74 over Arkansas. On the road, on the road in Fayetteville, they did that. Kansas won at Oklahoma State, 74-63, laying six and a half. Double covered air. I got burned on Providence. Uh, Marquette upset them. That's a flat-out upset, 88-56. They kicked their ass. And then I gave you Colorado State to win, but I had Air Force plus 20 and a hook, and they lost by eight. So what didn't I do for you tonight in college basketball? Uh, what does Brown do for you? Uh, Tulsa now down four with 20 seconds left. They're going to cover. I'm going to hit Memphis on the money line, and I'm going to hit Tulsa on the spread. How do you like them apples, Mafia? What don't I hit? The Duke line ended up 12. They were laying 17 and a half. Uh, I, but I don't know what it is. I, I really don't. Over the years, when I bet with Duke or against Duke, I always lose. I just, I mean, every time I try to bet them to cover, they don't cover. And then when I bet them to uh, somebody to spread cover against them, they, I lose that too. I, I got to stay away from Duke. I mean, they're my worst nightmare. Plus, I told you I grew up listening to my dad 
shoved Duke down my throat. He went to Duke, and he never shut up about him, and I got sick and tired of it. I hated Duke. I always hated him. I got just so sick and tired of hearing about Duke. And then they're on every game, on national television, la-di-da. And then, go figure, my dad passes, and I'm still being haunted by Duke. Every time I bet, I lose money. Every time I bet with Duke, I lose money. I'm just done betting with Duke. If there's a Duke game now, Mafia, remind me, stay away from it. Yeah, I mean, all the it's trash talking did about way. it for years. That's why. You know, you, you your dad raised you on him. You hated it. So how many – since I've been with you, every year, you know, we was always ragged on Duke. And now Coach K gets all his love, and they never really get it done for the most part. But they always have great seasons and fall short, except a couple times. And you just hated them. And all the hating you've done, it's come back to haunt you in the betting. All your, you know, the uh, things we did about your dad and, oh, the Duke Blue Devils, they're so amazing. And you're like, you hated them. It's cost you. I'm 23 and 10 tonight in uh, college basketball bets. How do you like that? Not bad. 23 and 10. Mavi, do you think think fans should uh, get on ForAllInTheBench.com? I mean, what do you think? And you never hear me, uh, you never hear me pushing it. Uh, for the last couple of years on Sports Grid, a lot of people watch uh, Coast to Coast, and they know I do a ton of picks on there every day. You can just watch the show and get all my picks. And then, uh, you know, on the show at night, I don't really – I mean, it's too late. I get on too late to talk about, you know, who to bet on because the games are all uh, in motion. So I just don't really talk about it a lot. But um, I think that sucks because I think it's a great – thing for fans uh, as you know for 15 years you've been running it with me and you know what it's done for fans since my days at the very beginning with Howard Stern when I started it in 2006 uh, to where it is today can you think about how much money we've made people I mean honestly for the price that it is what we've done for people I mean it's like the gift that keeps on giving yeah I mean we've had people time and time again talk about how awesome uh, you've done for them the, the money you've made the paying the mortgage paying the you know the alimony whatever it is they want to use it for honestly it makes me mad that we haven't made more money off it ourselves using those picks I mean we gotta start spreading that around ourselves keep t- keep it in keep it in house why do we always got to let everyone else win yeah why don't we just screw everybody else and keep all the money ourselves I mean honestly I'm starting to think maybe that's what we should do. I really, you know, maybe we should just start screwing people over. You never know. It might be a good idea. I got to check back on this uh, hockey game before we talk uh, completely about. And the Avalanche winner tonight. Time for Uncle Futrelli. Uh, shake head. Uh, how about uh, Maker? Your boy, make me a Maker. Uh, the Salt Shaker, uh, 4-3, they win it from Landon Skog and McKinnon, uh, 2.38 into overtime, and they were down 3-2. to two. They came back, Johnson goal, McCarr, they win it. Um, and now uh, I'm looking at, right now I'm 4-1. I'm four, four and one. I got San Jose wrong. What I need is I need the Jets. They're up 2-1 in the third with 4.20 left. Hey, now. And then... Uh, oh, no, the Predators are up 2 nothing on Vegas now in the middle of the second. And in the second, the Ducks are still up 2-1 on the Flyers. I want to have a 7-1 night in the NHL. Now I'm uh, disappointed in the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Did I not just talk to Dan Rosen, Mafia, about uh, do the Vegas Golden Knights score enough goals 
to win the Stanley Cup. And he's like, they're very physical. They're very big. I don't know about their goaltending. Once again tonight, at home, down 2 nothing, They can't score a goal in the middle of the second period. Right, they're a team that always, you know, is up there on the top of everybody's list as the best teams in the NHL, and they just haven't gotten it done. We'll have to see if they can finally take that next step. But down close, no cigar. We'll have to see. It's not the best team compared to what they've had previous years for sure. I mean, how, you're down 2 nothing to the Predators at home. I know the Predators are decent, whatever. We'll come back and talk to Coach Young on a bench. Such a badass. He just absolutely is a monster in the block. I just want to feel my burger finger up. You're so money and you don't even know it. Coach James Young uh, was on Coast to Coast with us today, and he's on a bench tonight. He was on Sports Grid TV last hour, getting into the NBA. I'm seven and one uh, in the NBA tonight in my bets, uh, and Coach and I were on kind of the same wavelength uh, today with all the games tonight. And betting wise, we are eerily similar in our tastes of NBA teams to bet on uh, on a nightly, weekly, monthly basis. And again, tonight, same thing. We both were watching uh, the Knicks game with the Pacers and keeping an eye on the Grizzlies game with the Cavs at the same time tonight. And I reached out to him. I said, come on the bench tonight. Let's go through it again. And then we'll get people set up for Wednesday. So, Coach, uh, let's start with uh, Ja Morant. Uh, Tonight he was sickening. And, I mean, it just is unbelievable what this guy's doing. You know, I said to you today, I took him at at the beginning of the year before they even uh, threw the ball up for the MVP. Everybody laughed at me. Uh, I think Slim Reaper and and Steph are ahead of him. I don't think anybody else is ahead of him. Uh, Tonight, what he did was uh, surreal. Uh, Again, after playing last night and kicking the nets ass, he went 26-5-6. I know he had uh, two steals, two blocks, and I think was something like um, eight of nine from the line. I mean, this guy is an absolute showman. And you and I were both right. We took the Grizzlies outright, getting three to win the game in Cleveland against a really good Cavs team. Yeah, I mean, John, he's just built different, man. The way he just came out, you got to look at it. There were there were two key sequences in that game. First one, they get an alley-oop to Jared Allen. It's 55-44 second quarter. The game can get away from Memphis at that point. What do they do? 13-0 run to end the half. John leads the way. Then you're looking at 104, 104, 138 left. I need John to get to 25 points. He's sitting at 18. He gives you eight points in a, in a minute 36, including at 104 steal, I'm sorry, score, steal score, and then knock down four free throws to ice the game. I'm telling you, I think you're right. I think he's in the top three in NBA MVP voting. And right now, FanDuel has him, I think he's at like 5,500 is where he's at. He is like the 10th favorite. And to me, 
with Curry being at 125 and KD being at 240, there's no value here. And plus, Clay, I think, could if he plays well, can take away some of Curry's votes. Same thing with Kyrie and Durant. Who's taking away John Morant's votes? To me, it's John Morant you got to look at, and you got to look at, the, at DeMar DeRozan as legitimate MVP candidates that long odds that will give a nice payout. There's no doubt. I thought the key to the game was that steal and, and kiss with the left hand uh, going down the other side, going reverse and, and putting it up uh, with the other hand. I thought that was beautiful. And uh, I'm with you. That was at 104-104 right there, and it made it 106-104. They went at 110-106. So uh, he's crazy. How about how they play the back and back? You play in Brooklyn against, you know, clearly one of the best teams in the league. Not right now. They've lost three in a row. They don't look good right now. They'll look a lot better tomorrow night, I guarantee you, with Kyrie Irving, even if it's 20, 25 minutes against uh, that crappy Pacer team. I, I cannot believe that the Pacers, I mean, the Knicks couldn't shed them like a dog tonight. It was unbelievable how they stuck around. I mean, there was like, whatever, all the way until there was about three minutes left in the game, they were in that game. I mean, it was like a two- or three-point game the entire game, belly-to-belly. Belly. At halftime, it was tied. Three minutes left in the game, it was like a two-point game. And then they finally peeled the skin back and beat them by ten. But I got to tell you, at some level, Coach, that game was ugly. Oh, it was it – was, it was... You know, if you had a choice between watching the Nick game or watching the Grizzly game, and we're both Nick guys, I, I watched more of the Grizzly game than the Knicks because it was flat out terrible. But you know, it's one of those things where the Knicks is 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 for them the key tonight was R.J. Barrett. He has been dreadful lately. He got off to a hot start. There's something with two things. There's, there's something with R.J. against Indiana where he plays pretty well against them. But here's the other thing, and I watched it, and I've watched it closely the last few years. <laughs> Randall and Sabonis cannot stand each other. And it doesn't matter how bad Julius Randall's been playing, when he goes against Sabonis, he goes at him. And he was big tonight because it's really just those two that really played well. They got minutes from other guys, but, you know, if you're a Nick fan, you got to be concerned with what's going on. Fournier gave you absolutely was hot garbage tonight. You know, so they got some stuff out of Robinson, but until they get a third score and it's got to be Fournier, the Knicks are going to be in trouble until they get D. Rose back. I got to tell you, uh, I, I spotted the same thing, but it's been going on for a while. And I think it's because um, Randall is, you know, for my money, Sabonis is a rugged player. He's a very physical, rugged, big 6'11 guy that does not mess around. He will bang. He will run into you. He will go to the 10. He is not afraid to body up. And I don't think Randall likes it when people body up with him and that go rugged with him and that, that, that lock him up, put hands on him, put shoulders on him. He doesn't like to be banged. He likes to get calls is what he likes. He likes to get foul calls. He's always talking to the ref like, why am I not getting this call? And I don't think he likes guys that get rugged with him. And I think that's what Sabonis does. But for my money, Sabonis tonight was bunk because he never shot the rock. I mean, he only took, I think, nine shots in the game. That's just unacceptable. But I have to tell you that I thought that Kiefer Sykes kid played his onions off. 
I remember watching that kid play at Green Bay when he was in college dropping 20 a game, and he was this little point guard, and everybody was making fun of him. Uh, and then he played all over the world. I thought they did a good job tonight, uh, the crew, with, you know, Clyde Frazier, in my opinion, was making fun of him, too, his size a little bit too much. Uh, for a guy that, you know, dropped uh, 20 points tonight, had two rebounds, five dimes, uh, I thought the guy played his sack off. And um, I remember watching him play in college, Coach. And I have to tell you, um, I was really proud of the guy for what he's done. He's gone all over the world to every country on the face of the earth, to the Far East, to Down Under. He's played everywhere and then ends up in Fort Wayne in the G, gets called up and, and throws a game like that up tonight where, in my view, what he did hitting you know four big threes, Having 22, 4, and 6, uh, I thought he was fantastic. What do you think of a guy that uh, pays his dues like that and that goes anywhere to, to ball and plays for any amount of money to ball and then finally gets to the NBA and has a game like that tonight? I think that's what it's all about. I think so too, and you gotta respect guys that are, that don't give up on their dream and do whatever they can to get to the league. And let's be honest, I mean, you know, with with, with a team with guys like you know Devonis Sabonis and Miles Turner, who you want to talk about Sabonis being hot garbage? How about the nice big stat line of Miles Turner of five points and seven rebounds? That's hot bunk what he gave tonight. You gotta look at the fact that this kid Sykes and even the kid Washington. They were your two leading scorers tonight. So that tells you how well they played, how hungry they were, but it also tells you of how bad Sabonis was, how bad Holiday was, how bad Turner was. I mean, you got something out of Torrey Craig with 15 points, but, you know, if you're Indiana and you're down Karis Levert and you're down Malcolm Brogdon, you need your stars to show up in Sabonis and Turner. And they did not, and it's no wonder why they need to blow that whole organization up in flames because they just they're just hot garbage i thought they were gonna be better with carlisle it's obvious that they are not so they gotta start getting rid of some of those guys well i can't blame carlisle with the garbage uh landfill they're putting out on the floor i mean it's like stench that team they have no talent but like it's amazing to me watching like Dwayne washington because when he played at ohio state you remember him that guy was a stud in Columbus and in the Big Ten. He was unstoppable. The guy scored at 25 every night. I thought he was a great player in college. And now, like, he had 17 tonight. I thought that was impressive. But he does not look like he matters at all in the NBA. Like, at Ohio State, he stood out like a sore thumb because he was so much better than everyone on the floor. But in the NBA, he looks like a guy that lost his puppy. Isn't it crazy the level of being a star player in the Big Ten and then going to the NBA and you look like you just had your first shave? Well, look at him. I mean, he's only six foot three. He's not overly. I mean, he shoots the ball pretty well, but he's not overly quick. He doesn't have a great handle. So when you get to the league, you're playing against the best of the best. So you know he needs people to help create for him. That's why you know, playing with Sykes tonight really helped him out and getting him shots but you know he's got to go ahead and shoot uh better than he did you know i think he was one for seven from three tonight so you know yeah i mean you, you're curious to see what's going to happen 
with this organization. You know, forget the crossroads. They're they're way past that crossroad. So let's see how they try and adjust here. But so Cubs, you know, yeah, I think uh, he's going to be a fringe NBA player. All right, hold on a second. Uh, don't go anywhere. We got another segment uh, to go with you. And I want to talk about the Suns game and talk about this Laker game tonight and set everybody up for Wednesday uh, and the action that's going to go down tomorrow. There's tons of games tomorrow. It's Pharrell on a bench. It's a jungle out there. So many possibilities, prospects, and probabilities. It's easy to become overwhelmed. That's where we come in. Relax. We're your trusted source for expert information on sports gaming strategies and information. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Pharrell on the Bench with Scott Pharrell. Uh, a sickening night. Uh, 23 and 10 in my college basketball bets. Um, I'm sitting on five and one in the NHL right now with two left. One of them, uh, the Ducks are up three one on the Flyers in the second. We'll see if they can get it done. That would be um, six and one. Uh, the Predators are up on the Knights, though. I took the Knights, so I might end up six and two in the NHL. I'm seven and one in the NBA. I got the Lakers to win, but the Kings in seven and a half. It moved to six and a half. And that game right now at the half, somehow the Kings uh, got back in the game. They were down, and they came. First they were up, then they were down, then they got back to 59-57 at the half. And they're winning at Crypto.com, which is the old, obviously, Staples. Uh, Fox, Darren Fox has 19, and Buddy Heald has 15 for the Kings. Uh, King James has 13. Uh, THT has 13. Dwight Howard has 12. For the Lakers, the Lakers are 500. Uh, the Kings are six games under 500 per usual. They suck, but they still got some players I like watching play. Uh, are the Lakers ever going to figure it out, uh, Coach Young, uh, with their problems and this, you know, old veteran-laden team that they got? Are they ever going to figure it out? Because like the Lakers and Clippers to me are what's uh, basically seven and eight right now. Yeah, I mean they're they're basically the eight seed. I mean they're they're a half game I think out of fifth, so that it's kind of jumbled up once you get past Memphis at four. But I mean tonight, I mean you're talking about you know Malik Monk, who I, who I love today, and I still think he can get to his prop of fifteen plus in Lakers win. He's two for eight. Avery Bradley one for four. R- Russell Westbrook four for thirteen. He's just chucking and ducking. Um, but they're just not playing well, you know, and they're, and the Kings are shooting 51% from the floor. They're letting De'Aaron Fox do whatever the hell they want because who could play defense on the Lakers because they're all about 95 years old. And then you're letting Buddy Heal get, get loose for three, for four three. So it's going to be a game of runs. You just got to hope that the Lakers kind of settled down a little bit. But, you know, they went back to LeBron at center. So let's see if they can try and take advantage of it because late in the first half, that's when uh, – Sacramento made their run with him at the center, so I don't know if they're going to adjust and go back with Dwight Howard, who gave him really good minutes in the first half. I mean, Dwight Howard was playing really well. He was like uh, four of seven from the floor. He had whatever, 12 points, and uh, he had, you know, some boards. I I thought he was playing well. I don't know what the hell they're doing, 
putting LeBron there, uh, to be honest with you. I have to tell you, and this this I notice uh, every night for a long time now, in my opinion. And people don't like hearing it. I don't care. I mean, that guy, and I, I respect his game like you have no idea. Like, I've always believed that LeBron is a complete player at both ends of the floor. His size, his weight, his skill, his his defense, his offense, his leadership, his ability to inside, outside, dunk, everything else, everything that he does, swatting shots, you name it, playing for championships, winning them, losing them, whatever, that he's one of the most incredible players, if not the most incredible player that probably ever played the game when it's all said and done. But I have to tell you, man, later in his uh, career here in L.A., I mean, this guy is like, he's like a cheap bottle of wino. All he does is whine to the refs. I mean, all night, every night, that's all he does is cry to the refs. I mean, it is just so obvious to me now. He's just looking for uh, junk mail from refs. Like, bro, he doesn't need the refs to dominate anything to this day. He can do whatever he wants in any game. Why is he crying so much? He cries about everything. I, th- I think when I was in college, we used to drink that, what's that wine called, Boone's? Like like that $3 bottle of wine? Like, that. <laughs> that, 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 that that's what he complains like, and and it's like the next time, the next time LeBron does not complain about a call, will be the first time he doesn't complain. So he's always complaining and trying to get every call. He just hit Harrison Barnes in the face, almost knocked him out. Le, you know, Harrison Barnes is lying on the floor in the first half, and LeBron's looking at the ref like I didn't touch him. So you know, LeBron will will cry and complain. He he cries and complains a lot. You talked about it before, Julius Randle. He's another one. That complains to the officials. Like at some point, you know what? Just do me a favor. We know how great you are. Just, I think it hurts your greatness sometimes. Just step up and play, and, and not whine so much. Yeah, I gotta tell you, uh, I'm bored with it. I can't stand it. Uh, how about the Suns? Booker had 33 tonight, uh, three threes. Uh, Bridges had five threes. Uh, Cam Johnson had five threes. Uh, Johnson had 18. Bridges had 23. Uh, Biombo off the bench was 16. It was a 103-101 game at one point against uh, the Pelicans in New Orleans, and I thought my land seven was in jeopardy. At the beginning of the day, I thought that was the easiest play I'd ever seen was the Suns land seven to the crappy Pelicans. They ended up uh, beating them by 13, 123-110. Uh, it was close, though. They were in trouble of not covering, but they did cover, thank God. What do you think of that team as they continue to just absolutely rake at 29-8? and eight? What in the Bismarck Biombo went on tonight? I mean, Bismarck Biombo rolling on that high pick and roll looked like Amari Stoudemire tonight when he's just going 6-for-6, six 16 points, 6 rebounds. They got this kid Smith. Played 16 minutes, gave him 12 points, five rebounds. You know, it's amazing. You know, when you look at at the NBA and you're an NBA guy and you understand basketball, people have to understand styles make fights. And the way that New Orleans plays that high ball screen coverage, they're going to drop Valanciunas and Jackson Hayes into the lane, which means Chris Paul comes off of it with his sight lines clear and everything around them. So he can hit the roll. He can get to his sweet spot, which you know is at that right elbow area, right corner area, like the right side of the floor. Or he could spray it out to shooters. So to me, I thought it was an easy bet. Uh, they didn't make it interesting, but the Suns put him away late. But I thought it was an easy bet. I took Chris Paul double-double. 
and the Suns a win at plus 235. And I thought it was, I was more concerned about the points and assists because I figured he was going to find shooters, and that's what he did tonight. He had 15 dimes. You and I were talking about him today. No one can stop him uh, from doing whatever he wants, uh, running the show in the Valley. And they did it uh, tonight in New Orleans on Bourbon Street. It don't matter where he plays. CP3 is going to do his thing. Let's talk a little bit about uh, a thick Wednesday schedule. Now, I don't have uh, really any lines at this point. Uh, I start working on those jimmies in the morning, first thing, 730. I'm, you know, I'm up at 645 working uh, spreads till I leave at 730. Uh, I, that's when I basically look for the juiciest lines. Heat and Blazers at the Moda. I think the Blazers are awful. I couldn't even believe they won that game against the Hawks with the uh, night that Young had. But I think the Heat can go in there and beat them. I think the Heat are better. You and I talked about Spolster today. Uh, what do you think uh, in that game right there, uh, Miami at Portland? I think that they're going to be in a bad mood, Miami, after losing that game. Right now, I mean, I know it's early. They they have the Heat getting a point, which I, I, I'm kind of stunned by. You know, maybe they're expecting some of these guys to come back. But, you know, just looking at it right off the bat, I mean, you know, I don't know how they can defend them. I think, you know, Spolster will have them in, in, in pretty fired up and ready to go. And, you know, I, I think that that's a game that they should go into. You remember, we talked about it earlier. They went in the Golden State on a back-to-back and almost beat them. And they were in the game, the entire game. So I'm still shocked right now. I'm sure this line will probably move. But if Portland is, is giving a point to Miami, I'm taking Miami all day long with the point. Or, I, you know, I actually, it's less juice. I'll just money line and take them to win because I don't see how – Portland is going to beat a well-coached Miami Heat team without Chauncey Bellops, where I think he may still be in COVID protocol unless he's out by now. All right, so the Hornets, is it nine and a half to land to the Pistons in Charlotte? Uh, I, I, I like this Hornets team. The Pistons, they hit for me against the Bucks. I covered that game, but that was, uh, you know, that was then, this is now. Do they cover the nine and a half against the Hornets? I think they do. You know, I think it is a big number. If, you know, if you get a little concerned, maybe you can go with a, with a player performance double and see where you have. They're going to get open shots. They should be able to knock down open shots. You know, looking at some of the prop market early on, you know, Terry Rozier right now is, is you know, over two and a half threes is at minus 38. You could, you could turn around and take him on a player performance double to make three threes in Charlotte to win at plus 120. That's already something I'm eyeing up right now. So I think the thing about this with Charlotte is this. They can score. The problem with them is can they get stops? The problem with Detroit is I don't think they can score enough to hang with Charlotte. So I think Charlotte um, at home uh, should take them out, and I think it should cover the spread even though it's nine and a half. I think they can do it. All right, so um, I got a bunch of games here. Let's fly through these. Sixers in Orlando, Wizards home to the Rockets. Um, I'm going to go with Philadelphia on the road, although it could be tricky with Orlando. And God dang, I mean, Houston is terrible. I mean, they're off. They, they got guys leaving at halftime, fighting with coaches. Give me the Wizards minus the points tomorrow. Yeah, I like that as well. I like both those Celtics and Spurs in Boston. And what do you think of the Nets with Kyrie in Indy against that crappy uh, Pacer team we watched tonight? 
I don't know if Kyrie goes off, but I think the Nets put on a show. They should be in a bad mood after losing to the Clippers at home, blowing a 12-point lead over the weekend, and then getting thunder-punched last night by Memphis. You got Indiana on a back-to-back, and their starters played big minutes. I expect the Nets to blow them out. I think that's a double-digit win um, in Indiana. And as for Boston, San Antonio, they both suck, so I don't even know what to think about that game. Warriors, Mavericks in Dallas, Dirk's uh, Jersey retirement party, and a Raptors, Bucks in Milwaukee. Well, it's nice that they're retiring his jersey. I think Golden State takes them on the road. And then the Bucks and, yeah. and the Raptors, the Raptors are on a back-to-back. They had a big win tonight over San Antonio, who, like I said, isn't good. So give me uh, Milwaukee um, with, with Toronto on a back-to-back and having to travel to them. Give me the Bucks laying the points. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, T-Wolves and Thunder and Mini, Jazz Nuggets in Denver, and the Hawks, Kings in Sacramento. I actually, after what happens to them tonight in L.A., I think they're in that game at 61-59 Kings. I think the Hawks can beat them in uh, Sacramento, but I still bet on the Kings to beat the Hawks the way the Hawks lose every night now. Listen, after Trey drops, like, what, a 50-burger and, like, 15 assists, I would sure damn hope that they're going to turn around and win tomorrow in Sacramento off a back-to-back, and it's going to be a high-scoring game with the Lakers. Minnesota, uh, OKC, if there's no SGA, give me Minnesota all day long. And the matchup between um, – there's one more matchup you just asked me about. Um, Jazz let's Nuggets. see what happens. Jazz Nuggets. Jazz Nuggets. That's going to be – that's going to be a good one. Um I think it's a must-win for the Nuggets. I think Joker and, and is going to give Gobert problems, bring him to the outside. I think I'm going to go with the upside. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets. I think the Jazz can still beat them, and the Nuggets cover the number because they're probably going to be getting points. Coach, great stuff today on Coast to Coast and tonight on the bench. I love you. I'll check you out soon, brother. Sounds good. Thanks, man. All right, Coach James Young's with us on the bench regularly. Check him out on Sports Grid as well. My buddy's a fan of yours in Vancouver, Canada, so he hears you crystal clear. I thought I'd let you know that. Time after time, I sit and I wait for your call. LeBron just choked on a three-on-one breakaway with just numbers, and he threw the ball out of bounds. He had Monk on his left on the wing, and he bounced past the ball out of bounds into the crowd. It's embarrassing. Lakers up 71-70 with seven left in the third. They'll find a way to win this game. The thing I'm interested in about in this game is the Kings. Can they cover the seven and a half for me? Secondly, uh, Darren Fox with 24 points at this point, and he is just going off exploding past the old, weary-legged Lakers. I mean, there isn't a guy on that team that can guard him. 
I mean, the guy's so fast. He, he's embarrassing the Lakers tonight with his speed. He's phenomenal. Having a huge night, 7-1 in the NBA so far. Have the uh, Lakers to win, Kings to cover. I'm still waiting on these hockey games that won't end in the West. The Ducks up 3-1 on the Flyers going to the third. Predators up 2-0 on the Kings or on the Knights in Vegas going to the third. I got the Ducks. I got the Knights. Uh, I'm already 5-1 and one, uh, in the NHL, 7-1 and one in the NBA, 23-10 and 10 in college basketball. All I do is make people money, baby. That's all I do. I'm chilling the most over here making you fat stacks. Bands will make her dance. Bands will make her dance. Bands will make her dance. I'll see you tomorrow uh, at 4 o'clock Eastern on Sports Grid TV on Coast to Coast. For Mafia, I'm Pharrell. Good night, everybody. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.